Hey, I'm Molly. Hey, I'm Matt. I used to run an event planning business in Saskatoon, but moved away to Toronto a year and a half ago. And I miss creating so much, especially with Matt. I own MJ Co., an international photography company, and I did not move away, but I miss Molly too. <laughs> <laughs> we are creating a podcast because we miss creating together. We'll talk about owning a business and giving it up, family life, friends, and everything in between. On today's episode, we talk about why weddings. Um, we talk about uh, some horror stories and we get into um, ideal clients, which um, client avatars, which I thought was really interesting. And just like mm-hmm. just the wedding industry. So, yeah. And we also hear a couple of horror stories of Matt's. Um, so, so cringeworthy. So you'll have to stay tuned for that. Cakes and butter knives. Yeah. Stay tuned. (laughs) Episode two. Episode two. Wedding. It's rolling. It's rolling. It's rolling. Okay, let's do this. You take it. Take it away, Molly. Take it away. All right. Okay, so um, this episode we're talking about weddings, why weddings, and our services, some horror stories that we both have, and kind of the evolution of weddings and and everything in between. So, um, Matt, do you want to talk about why weddings? Like, why do you do weddings? Why does MJ & Co. focus primarily on weddings? Um, I'm glad you asked. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so cheese. No, yeah. Uh, but honestly, like, there's so many photographers who photograph weddings and hate it. And they do it for the money. Like, because right. it, it's like easy to get paid for wedding photography. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's one of those things like everybody buys wedding photographers. I mean, it's on a spectrum, but like, it's not really a question of yes or no, we're going to have a photographer. It's just like, how much are we going to spend? Right. And I think, you know, for the person who just buys a camera and wants to get into it, um, it can be a trap where they get asked and by a friend and then all of a sudden it spirals and they put it out on Facebook and all of a sudden they're photographing weddings and they don't actually like it. Right. And, you know, it's, and it's money. So it's like, can be for some people irresponsible to say no, but for me, it's not like that. It's not like this thing I have to do. It's actually the thing I do a lot of other work so I can keep doing weddings. So what do you love about it? Like why? Well, like, I mean, we talked about this last episode, but just like my personality is collaborative. It's people oriented. Right. And like weddings are all about being around people, um, on a happy day. And like, it really makes me it really just fills me up like creatively. And then, um, the way I just think and work as a, as a creator, as a storyteller, um, being able to show like, this is actually another part of why I'm a photographer. I get to make something that I get to show them and, uh, hope, hope they love. Like, I mean, it's, um, do you, I'm putting my, I feel like I'm putting myself out there every time I shoot a wedding. Like, yeah. You know, did I do it right? Like I've been doing this right. for a long time. I've shot hundreds of weddings and, and yet I'm still like, oh, I hope they love it. Right. So now I, think, now, or go ahead. No, sorry. Do you think, do you think a lot of the corporate clients 
see you through your weddings? Like, do you, do you get a lot of corporate clients because they've like met you at a wedding or they've seen your work in the wedding? Or do you think they're completely different clientele? Cause I know for my, for my business, my ideal client, I have like a profile of her and she was the same. Her name was Jennifer. Yes. I named her, but she was exact same profile for weddings as she was for corporate events. So I'm just curious if, if your ideal client for weddings and for corporate is the same person. It could be, but it's like, no, no. Mm. I like if I'm, if I made avatars, they're completely separate. Okay. Um, I think it's maybe even like a stage of life thing. Right. Like I'd have, I haven't thought about it too much, but I do have like avatars written out for each of my mm-hmm. services. So the mm-hmm. corporate side, I don't think I mentioned it yet, but we run studio D and right. we offer creative services for, um, companies We're basically in, we've turned into an agency that creates content and helps people strategize, um, online marketing, um, storytelling. Basically mm. we're trying to make people famous in their market. That's like the, that's like mm. the elevator pitch. I'd be like, what do you, what, when someone asks, what do you do? It's like, Oh, we make, we make, uh, professionals and entrepreneurs famous in their market. Um, Very cool. so it's a different thing. Um, and it actually makes a significant amount of our income where weddings mm. isn't, um, isn't like as big of a thing just to but our it overall. Fulfill you, it fulfills you in different ways. Yeah. Which is like, I, I couldn't see a life where I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, like, I think, I think that's healthy. Like in the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey is so much of your por- por- bleh, portfolio, um, has to be jobs that don't make you money and don't, you know, makes sense on the books, but fulfills you in ways or like gets you publicity or gets you something, um, that is different from like what makes sense, you know? And if weddings is that for you, I know it was for me as well. Um, it did turn very, um, like I was very successful at them financially, I guess, um, in the end, but for so many years, it just fulfilled this creativity outlet and, you know, being that, that collaborative, like the person, um, the people person thing that you were talking about. Sorry, I cut mm-hmm. you off. No, no. Well, let's talk about you. I want I want you to talk about you. <laughs> um, side note, I can see I can see Molly's show notes, so I can I can uh, <laughs> I'm already like, oh, she's going to talk. That about is the difference. Bl- no, that is the difference between a planner and you as this like crazy like photographer creative is that like I need to have talking points. <laughs> And you do not. <laughs> um, okay, so rock and bloom. When, tell me, rock and bloom. Where do you see rock and bloom? I don't know. It's no. on there. It's on there. It's from last episode. You're looking at the wrong thing. No. Yeah. No. Point two. Point two. Point two. <laughs> okay. You drilled in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Stop reading. You don't my... even know your own notes. <laughs> no. Jeez. I no. I was just gonna say, I when I started, I started with weddings, and I literally took on anybody who would hire me. I didn't have that avatar. I didn't have that ideal client. I had no idea the direction of weddings I was going in, who I wanted to attract. I was just literally, I was reacting, which I think is a terrible, terrible place to be. But I was reacting to whatever the client wanted, not this is what I offer. This is my boundaries. These are my, these are my services. And here I will make your wedding amazing. They, I was like working for them like an assistant. <laughs> um, my very first wedding was out of town. I um, the client wouldn't pay like for anything. My hotel, my gas, like I just 
I was hardly being paid anything. What was um, their name? Just joking. I, oh my God. <laughs> I, uh, I remember she called me at like four or five in the morning to come steam her dress. <laughs> Just things that, you know, a wedding planner or at least the, the package she got did not include that. Um, but I didn't have the guts to have my ba- to have boundaries and to say no because I was so hungry for the work and for the experience and to grow my portfolio and gain experience in general. She was paying me money and I was going to do an incredible job. So um, I'll just tell you that if you hardly charge anything, those clients will want the world from you, case in point. I think every single entrepreneur will tell you that. I'm sure you that has happened to you, Matt. Um, Very much. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, so after a few years of, you know, reacting and doing whatever the client wanted me to, I uh, met with Heather Adams with Rock and Bloom and they are, they help strategize, they help clients strategize their marketing and their brand. Um And I worked with Heather to figure out the type of client I wanted and the type of business I wanted and the type, um, the type of client that worked with my brand. Um, And was that inspired by these negative experiences? Um, like, did that feed that or did you just, did you know you needed to figure that out? That's a great question. Probably. I can't remember like if there was a point where I said like, this is enough. This is crazy. Um, I think I was just in like, I I think I kept trying to kind of rebrand or like figure out my brand and it really stemmed from the type of clients I was taking. And so I think I kind of figured those two things out at the same time. And, you know, I got a new logo and I got a better website and all that stuff, but it really all pointed towards Um, you know, fewer clients and higher quality clients. So this one summer I said no to almost every single inquiry that I had for weddings. I, um, I, it killed me. I hardly worked that summer, but I got, because because I was targeting the, the type of client, the Jennifer who, um, who has a vision, she has a budget, but she doesn't want to do the work. And so she needs to trust me with all the details and all of the um, the decisions because she trusts me so much that I will make her wedding day exactly the way she's she envis- envisioned it. And so I was turning away all of those clients. So I started only doing full service weddings. I didn't do any partial services. Like I didn't do setup and takedowns. I didn't do just design. I didn't do just planning. It was the full meal deal or nothing at all. We didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't do, we, yeah, we just stopped doing all those little piecemeal things. And that way, was we that hard do, for you? It was really hard because nobody booked me. Like, nobody booked me because I didn't put it out there that I was a full service wedding planner. And, but the thing, I think the biggest thing I, I learned was we weren't doing a good job. If we were only doing the planning, we couldn't do the planning because we didn't do the, de- the design. So we couldn't plan it properly. And if we were only setting up and taking down, I couldn't answer those questions like, oh, would the bride want this on the table? When the like the hotel staff would ask me a question, I'd say, I have no idea. I'm just literally following a piece of paper. And that felt so wrong to me. I felt like I could not give my full, the full suite of services and my full customer service and everything I bring to the table if I couldn't see the full picture. So I just completely cut out everything, only did full service weddings. Then I got one or two big clients, like really big clients. 
and it completely transformed. So we did, you know, from like 10, 12, 15 weddings a summer of these piecemeal weddings to like maybe five or six. And, but they were bigger budgets and I had complete design freedom. I had plan, my team and I planned these weddings based on the design that we did. And the client obviously had a huge input on it. Um, and then the day of was just fantastic because we knew all the ins and outs of it and we could set up and take down and manage the wedding exactly the way the client wanted. So that, that is kind of the evolution of, of where weddings went for me, um, and rock and bloom and just like figuring out who that digging down to who our ideal client was really important. So when you like look at that, are you like, if you compare that to like any entrepreneurial journey, like did that require the most faith and, uh, hold fastness or just like holding the line? Yes. Yes. Like you had to trust that it would come before it actually came. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I would, you know, if an inquiry would, an inquiry would come in or I would meet with the, this couple and I would, you know, sometimes I'd take it back to Heather with Rock and Bloom and say, hey, Heather, I think, you know, this might fit this, you know, characteristic of our ideal client. And she would say, no, it doesn't for these five reasons, Molly, you cannot take them on. And I needed her to tell me that. It's like, okay, right, right, right. I really need a paycheck, but you know what? It's going to work out. I'm going to trust it. I'm going to trust the process. And then it, it just paid off huge. And I'm sad because... I think I was really hitting my stride when we left Saskatoon. Well, I like to think you, that anyway. You were, yeah. <laughs> it was really well, hard, like, hard time to leave. Yeah. Um, I was listening to this this podcast with this, I can't remember who the, who the people were on the show, but they're they talking about like uh, marketing and they're like, people love companies that put their flag in the sand. Like they just draw a line of what they do and what they don't. And like people... Yeah it will polarize people. So you'll be by doing that, you will be less likable to some people. And, but then the people that are your people, your Jennifer's, yeah, you will, you will attract them in because you do the, you do that one thing that you want to do. Right. So a, you're, you're already going to do a better job because it's what you want to do. And then, uh, um, and you'll push away the people that aren't necessarily the fit for you. Right. And it's like this scarce resource thing. Like, people will be attracted to you because you only do it this way. So they're like intrigued. And then they, yeah. they kind of, they kind of work themselves to what you offer, not the other way around. Like that first wedding I did where she dictated everything. And I was just her like, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. It was yeah. terrible. It's like, yeah. it, it's like that Simon Sinek thing. Like they'll buy your why or whatever. Like, right. Totally. And it's so true. It's so totally. true. Let's uh, talk horror stories. Okay, you go. You have currently <laughs> the butter knife butter knife story that I'm dying to know about. Well, this was um, not going to drop names, but it was a, it was a wedding at Elkridge Resort, which is like a really prestigious resort to have a destination wedding. Um, it was in the summer. Um, the clients were great clients, um, and um, we photographed all day as with uh, my friend Jana. We were photographing this wedding and this was maybe 2015 or something like that. And, uh, we're out at Elkridge. We photograph, we get to the reception, we sit down and there's this gentleman. He's, he's, uh, had a few drinks and by a few, I mean, he's like pretty toasty (laughs) and he's uh, like, he's just like kind of loud and obnoxious and he's like, take my picture. 
And I didn't have quite the lens to do it. Like I had a lens to shoot across the room, but not he just like wanted his own picture taken. Yeah, and I, I actually did do it. And then he asked me to do it again. And then I was like, "All right, I got you already. I'm, we're good." I think I said something like that. Yeah. And he got mad for some reason. And then he starts like beaking at me. And Jana's sitting beside me. We're at this table with, uh, you know, these people worked with the bride's uh, mum. Um, I won't say where. And then, so this guy's with his wife um, and his son's there and his son is just embarrassed. And uh, he starts like, he's like, he's like, you see that fat guy over there? He's like talking to his son and I'm like, I can hear him. He like kind of leans over to his son. You see that fat guy there? I'm going to, I'm going to stab him. And he pulls his butter knife out and he's holding it like up by his face, like with a fist, with you know, ready to like yeah. stab it in the table. And then I was like, what is going on here? The oh, Jana pipes up. Like, she actually has to say something because he's so, like, <laughs> like, and which calms it down. Because no one else at the table was addressing it. Okay, how like, old what? was his son? His son was probably, like, grade 10. And did, what was his son's reaction? He was just had his reaction. head down. Oh, his my wife God. was ignoring him. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows this behavior this, of this drunk guy. Oh, my God. I'm sure. I'm like, I'm sure it's not the first time. Oh. And then they're like, oh, he's usually not like this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, say yeah. something. <laughs> and, and so he kind of like calms down a bit. So we haven't eaten dinner yet. Okay. <laughs> dinner isn't even served. He goes to pour a glass of wine. He grabs the wine bottle. He reefs on the top of it to pull the cap off. The cap's already off. So he's just turning <laughs> the top of the bottle. He goes to pour it in his cup. And he pours it maybe. He just spills it on the table because like, his depth. <laughs> perceptions all gone and uh and yeah he before dinner before the buffet came he went and left the reception that's how (laughs) but i was like i was like i was like i didn't want to ruin this bride's wedding by saying something i was like what's gonna happen here did you end up telling the bride at all like after um i don't know if i did maybe later yeah so it wasn't the the drunk guy's wife worked with the bride's mom but uh it's pretty funny Oh my god, that's terrible. That's my horror story. I have I I have one one more if you want to hear. Do it. I don't have that many to be honest. So please. Did did I tell you the time I wrecked a cake table? Yes, you did. But this is a good one. So please. (laughs) (laughs) That is my that is my horror story. Is like the photographer (laughs) wrecking the cake table. (laughs) This isn't even two years ago. Like so, this isn't one. I I know you're an experienced photographer at this point. This kills me. Kills me. I'm at the Glen at Crossmount. They have these beautiful cakes made by... I, I put this on my Instagram. They have these beautiful cakes by this company, Sliced Decadence, Sherry mm. Sawatsky. Yeah, Sherry's so good. So good. So she makes these... I think there's three cakes on the table, plus a bunch of pictures of all the loved ones who've passed away. <laughs> oh, God. And this isn't funny. <laughs> no. My life... me, like, cringe, though. <laughs> I was terrified i was horrified i was like my i'm ruined my business is gonna shut down okay wait i'm not there yet (laughs) it's time to cut the cake and i'm like trying to help with it i'm like i'm like so i'm no like newbie to photographing weddings i'm pulling this table out from the wall because it was pushed up against the wall and so for them to cut the cake and their guests to see them they had to stand behind it i move the table about two inches and whoever set up the legs on the table didn't lock it. It was one of those like rectangle ones. Yes. And the one side just slipped under. No, which meant I can't. I can't. The end of the table drops. 
all these beautiful portraits of people who um, have passed away slide off the table. Three wedding cakes slide off the table and they all end up on the ground. And I just like, this is slow motion for me. I look around. I'm like, good Lord. I hope someone saw that it wasn't my fault. And I was like, and the bride wasn't even there yet. And so I'm like, and then, so there was this, it took about, you know, in my perception, it was like 30 minutes for her to come. It was probably like 10 seconds. Yeah. She comes. Everyone's like, don't worry about it. Really? They had a the, good reaction? They were okay? The, the bride was, <laughs> yeah. Oh my the bride God. was like, did you get a picture of it? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> lots. <laughs> she and wasn't so, mad, so you couldn't eat, like nobody could eat the cake. Like the cakes were done. Well, because they slid, they weren't destroyed. Okay. Like they fell apart. Like it was Wow, a you are cake. so lucky you had a chill bride because that could have been the worst night of your life. Yeah, so she, they put the, they piece everything back on the table. Nothing, none of those pictures broke, thank God, um, or the picture frames. Uh, they put the table back up and instead they, they put the cake back together. <laughs> I had cam, I had like icing all over my camera and like everything was fine. And they did a cake toss. They took, they fed each other with fists, fists full of cake and they Aww. turned like what was like a horrifying situation into like a pretty good situation. Cake. I posted it on my, my Facebook amazing. the other day. That's the bride amazing. was like, the bride like still loves me and talks to me and like everything's good. But man, that was terrifying. So I actually put in my contract or I did, I put in my contracts that um, I don't touch cakes for that very reason, because only the baker or only the, the uh, like the hotel staff touch the cakes because you don't know how, how they're secured to the thing. And I don't know how to, like, I am not a cake expert. I set up, like I set the table up properly so that the cake doesn't fall. But I'm not, like, I don't touch the cakes because I would die if I did something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have a t- story to tell. So. You do? Oh, another well, one? I, I, no, I, I just, that one. No, I, I just mean like when I, <laughs> yeah, my last wet, my last wedding a couple weeks ago, like it was the same situation. Ugh. And I was like, yeah, you just need to pull it out from the wall. I'd, I'd do it, but I'd, I'd probably knock it over. Yeah, no, it's and actually like... in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, okay. Well, I think, uh, is that a wrap? We could call it a wrap, I think. I think we could call that a wrap. I think we have a plethora of wedding stories that we could pepper into other episodes, but... Unless you want to talk about your evolution of weddings or anything, did you touch on that? You let's 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 save that for another one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep this one in time. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Next episode is um, how we we're met. Share how we how we met. I'm really excited about that. Me too. I'm glad we're doing it number three. Yeah. It's like now you have some stories and context of us working together, but you don't know how that all started. So it's true. It's um, true. We're going to talk a little bit about our first styled shoot we did together before styled shoots were a thing. And yeah, yeah. Some of our cool. best clients that we work together. Yes. Yeah. So many good people. Awesome. All Thanks right. for listening. See you later. Bye.